0: what had
1: occurred, you could tell that he was attempting to work through some kind of uh, thoughts in his head. And before he was able to do that, uh, he was very peacefully taken into custody. Murderous scumbag shocked that he was apprehended. I suppose if you're on the loose for 30 years, you would be pretty shocked on a beautiful spring day. Somebody shows up at your house and arrests you.
2: Law enforcement has arrested at long last a person who is now accused of being Among other monikers, the East Area Rapist, the Golden State Killer, Uh, the original Night Stalker, killed at least a dozen people, raped dozens and dozens of women, ruined many lives, just destroyed families, an unspeakable monster.
1: So if you didn't live in those areas at that time, maybe this is a good description from this text. I was a paper boy in the 70s delivering the Sacramento Union early in the morning. It was terrifying at 4 or 5 a.m., to be re- riding my bike around neighborhoods. People were on guard and ready to shoot. There are families where someone would stay up all night long to keep an eye on the house. Right. A lot of dads stayed up all night.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it was true from, uh, from tip to tail of California, practically, as the crimes and murders uh, you know, took place all over the place. And then he all of a sudden stopped, it would appear. Right. We talked to Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones earlier. His predecessor in that office was John McGinnis, who is uh, now a talk radio show host, um, but a longtime law enforcement officer and sheriff. Uh, John McGinnis joins us now. Hey, John, how are you?
3: Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm doing uh, great. It's thanks. good.
2: Jack's here, too. I've, hey, let, Jack? I've oh. let him participate. So, um... <laughs> Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Scott mentioned something that came up at the uh, news conference. Scott Jones did yesterday. And that's that, as you handed over the reins to the department to him,
3: you brought up this case... Did. What did you say to him? I did. I kept a, a file in my desk drawer. Not the entire file, obviously. That's uh, voluminous, but just kind of a uh, a summary of things that had gone on. And we got so, so, so many tips over the years, and so many uh, truly dedicated. Uh, people that, that, frankly, were just obstinate about not letting go of this, and I, I mean that in a good way, uh, that were just uh, on a routine basis providing additional information about who may be responsible. And so I had notes, I had uh, synopses of the of the various incidents themselves, uh, the accounts by the victims, and periodically I would go back and review that. So it was among the things that I handed over to him at the time of transition. And uh, we stayed in contact on it, uh, even after uh, he took over, uh, had regular uh, conversations about it. And I very candidly, I hate to admit it, but I was pretty well convinced that this person had uh, had passed. That he of, was course, of
1: course. Of course. That's the most logical certain... explanation.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, reasonably sure he wasn't in, in prison because by that time DNA would have uh, been available, it would have popped, and, and if he was a known uh, sexual predator, certainly that would have popped. So that was my belief, but I have to give credit to my successor, Sheriff Jones. He, um, he, he was just convinced that he was alive, and he assured me every time, trust me, justice will be served. And so there were opportunities that came along. I'm sure you discussed with him about the... Uh, the ability to commit and uh, and actually enhance resources uh, dedicated to the closure of this case. And I like to think I would have done the same thing he did, but I candidly don't know. I, I spent some resources on it over time, but you have to understand he's on an ongoing basis uh, providing critical services to a broad uh, swath of society. And uh, there are things that are very, very, very critical and acute in terms of sure. demands. You know, solve yeah. the burglaries in my area, solve well, the yeah, homicides, I, the rapes, I, all these horrible things. So I, I give him tremendous credit. Uh, for staying on this it was a good call he's a brilliant guy as you have no doubt uh, yeah, conversation. I,
1: but i brought this up with sheriff jones earlier i was surprised and and i said you know as a taxpayer i'm not sure i want you spending a yeah. whole bunch of time and resources on cases that have gone so cold but you know this one ended up the way it did how, how many cases are there like le- that that you've got a file in the desk that that you know there, there hasn't been a a solid lead in years, but you hang on to. Is Are there a lot of them?
3: No, very few that rise to that level. There are some unsolved homicides. There are also a number of unsolved homicides that that uh, that we, over the years, uh, were satisfied. We knew who was responsible, and we simply could not get to that threshold where we could present a case that would be provable beyond a reasonable doubt. And in many cases, the, uh, the person may wind up in custody, the suspect may wind up in custody for something else, or they may meet their their own demise uh unrelated. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh but in this case we just did no one and, and there's about uh at the time of transition about four cases this of course was on the top of the stack and uh it, it, this is also I mean before I got into the business I was in and out of the area uh, in school and back in the summertime in Sacramento and the 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 extent to which the community was paralyzed with fear is extraordinary. As I think back, I can't think of anything since that time that would rise to that level. I don't know if it would be the same today, but it was just—it was the talk of the town. There were uh, there were some uh, community, well-intended uh, community activists that jumped in and started a citizens' patrol and all sorts of things. I mean, gun sales, alarm sales, uh, locking devices—all that uh, were exploding, and it was uh, it was just incredible the extent to which the uh, the entire region was uh, was stunned by this. And uh, so to think now, all these years later, it's uh, it's resolved is a, a heartening thing.
2: We're talking to former Sacramento County Sheriff uh, John McGinnis. John, this question is going to sound a little accusatory. It's not meant to be at all. Why could the cops not catch the guy at the time?
3: Well, the only thing I can say is I believe he's a psychopath. And those people, by their very nature, are very adept at concealing who they are and probably uh, you know, had a different image of himself elsewhere. The, the, the advancements in technology had not yet happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pretty good. He did have a law enforcement background, not a ton. He was with uh, two small d- police departments, Auburn at the time, of course, uh, much, much smaller and less activity there. So he didn't have a, a broad uh, law enforcement experience, but he understood the system. That may have uh, played a part. And, of course, he was arrested by the Sac County Sheriff's Department in Citrus Heights in 1979 for petty theft. And that was what uh, cost him his job with the Auburn PD. Interestingly enough, among the other advancements, uh, about the time he was fired, uh, the psychological testing became a pre-entry uh, pre-appointment uh, requirement for law enforcement positions. He he likely would never have gotten into the business. Oh, they didn't uh,
1: do that back then.
3: They did not. not wow! My class was among the first uh, to uh, to have that.
1: Wow, that's interesting. I yeah. didn't know that.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I know you're in contact with with Sheriff Jones, and I know yeah. there are things you can't say. the The question everybody has is. How did they know to turn their gaze in the direction of Joseph James D'Angelo, age 72, the alleged perpetrator,
1: when he could have been anywhere on the planet if alive?
3: Well, interestingly enough, and there are a lot of things I, I simply cannot, will not reveal about it for obvious reasons. Respect for the integrity <laughs> of the process, certainly uh, among them, a chief among them. But they, there was, ironically, a likelihood that he was going to be developed as a suspect through conventional means, uh, but DNA did play a role. And it uh, just, I think that's probably. About as all that can be said about well
1: everybody's it, being you know, vague and yeah. I suppose we'll find out at some point yeah, it'll come yeah. out
2: it'll come yeah. out, but that's interesting. I can connect a couple of dots there
3: yeah all, all day yesterday in fact we're uh, very very early yesterday morning in the wee hours I'm getting calls from people saying hey can you do you know do you know what it is and i so my refrain was, "Hey, can you keep a secret?" And they said, "Of course, I can." I said, "Good, so can I. I'm not going to tell you." So yeah. that's, that's kind that's of the, a good yeah, answer. So can I? Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think honestly, law enforcement needs to be unapologetic about uh, holding things back. Uh, the public's very interested. Why is that important, John? Be, because the integrity of the prosecution itself, and taking and making sure that uh, I, I have to have enormous respect for the value of evidence for its best purpose, and that is in due process of law. Uh, for people to, frankly, just be have their, their curiosity satisfied with this kind of information it doesn't rise to the level of making it worth compromising the benefit that it will have in due process of law.
2: Can you give us an example, because I know you do some teaching. How could evidence be compromised if, for instance, the Armstrong and Getty show talked about it?
1: If Mark Furman put it in the trunk of his car?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, because at some point in all probability, and i don 't know how this will shake out it 's possible certainly that uh, that there will not be a trial but it, but let 's assume that there will be there will be uh, the triers of fact the the jurors, the twelve jurors plus alternates that will hear this information they 'll hear exactly how it unfolded. Uh, and I want to hear. I want them to hear that under pristine conditions in a court of law, where it's subject to due process and cross examination, and the trier of law, the judge, can ensure to the greatest extent possible that the integrity of that process is maintained. And this this comes up with so many different things to to include, uh, uh, you know, video uh, takedown, video uh, data from arrests and treatment of uh, of people taken into custody and so forth. Yes, there's huge interest in that, and it's appropriate. I understand it and there's largely some entertainment value associated with it but its most critical purpose will be used by 12 people and and the trier of law you ever been on a jury john i never have it's terrifying and, yeah. <laughs> it really is I, you know, I'm, I'm one that would be willing to do it, but I've been called and never, uh, never left. All right.
2: Yeah, I wonder why they booted you out. Yeah. John yeah. McGinnis is the former sheriff of
3: Sacramento County.
1: You're a, a cop, not a prosecutor, but do you have a rough idea if there was a trial when it would be? Are we talking a year from now, six months from oh. now?
3: Oh, I think it'll take a long time. If there is a trial, you've got multiple counties involved. You've got a variety of different jury pools. You've got uh, really skilled prosecutors. Um, I looked at the people that were there yesterday. You've got Tony Rakakis from Orange County, Greg Totten who's from Ventura, who's uh, an old friend and a, an extraordinary prosecutor. They've got cases there, homicide cases, the preponderance of Homicide cases are in counties other than Sacramento, so I think the likelihood that it's tried somewhere else, if it is, is very real. Um, I, I hate to say anything about this guy, this defendant, that could sound flattering, but my sense is he's probably, a, a, a clearly he's diabolical and evil, but I think he's probably a pretty bright guy, and uh, so he he may be looking for an opportunity to get something by way of a plea deal that uh, absolutely will keep him in custody until the end of his life. Uh, but given his, his age and, and the, the likelihood of uh, execution in the state of California, uh, I think there's an opportunity for it to be settled else, otherwise as well. So um, I wouldn't bet on any of it.
2: Yeah, I'd, I would love to avoid as a taxpayer the, the pain sure. to the victims and the expense yeah. of a trial yeah. if it's if it's And possible. the risk. Because it's a yeah. jury,
1: uh, yeah. Although, yeah, um,
2: yeah.
1: Um, in a weird sort of way, it it would be good news, wouldn't it, if the number ends up going way high and we close a whole bunch of cases around the country or around the world on this guy? Uh-huh. If it ends up, I,
3: I think it would be. Except that that's a yeah. representative of justice, and right. I still have a hard time believing. You know, it's, it's a guess on anybody's part at this point, but it's very difficult for me to believe that the. The cruelty that he displayed. And remember, people oftentimes commit crimes as an end to a means. That's probably the more common scenario. Somebody steals to, to because they want stuff, they want other people's property. But this case, the crime was the end itself. I think I must spoke earlier as a means to an end in right. the more typical case. He
1: didn't take uh, money from these people or anything.
3: I, you know, I, I don't know about that. I think there 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 was some of that. But no, this was clearly a crime of cruelty and uh, control and and terrorizing and torture these victims so to have that somehow no longer be a part of his you know very very sick mental processes is, is hard for me to fathom to just to just change his behavior to that extent so uh, I would not rule out the possibility that there are other cases that are completely and totally separate from this that that uh, may arise and it's also possible that he stayed sufficiently informed to understand that Uh, DNA and other uh, physical evidence could become a factor and you may behave differently. I uh, I, I went to CSI school back in uh, the mid-'80s, and at that time we were told, uh, get ready for this stuff, it's coming, and you're going to be able to, if you find biological fluids, most commonly blood, uh, the size of a dime, collect that and preserve it and freeze it because we'll be able to use that eventually. Well, since that time, of course, uh, a sample much, much smaller than that uh, it can be used to make an identification. So as it's evolved, perhaps he stayed on top of that and was uh, more careful to protect himself from capture. But there is an extraordinary team of investigators um, that have worked on this diligently, and they're very good at what they do. And they know that they're, you know, that if this were a TV show, it would be over when he's in handcuffs. And in the real world, they're just beginning their investigation because physical evidence and and talking to additional victims and witnesses and people that will help uh, solve other mysteries out of this is very, very real in terms of what they're going to do.
2: John McGuinness, former Sacramento County Sheriff. Uh, John, thanks a million. We appreciate the time. My pleasure, gentlemen. Have a great day. Good to talk to you.
1: There have been a lot of serial killers throughout human history, probably tons we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know how often it's been somebody this Uh, Gruesome, who then just stopped. Yeah, there are cases of it, but it's rare. What the heck went on there? Uh, Maybe we'll learn. Maybe we won't. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. It's a damn shame it took this long, but at least it happened. I have more on uh, best job opportunities for graduates as... A lot of high school kids and college kids are heading out into the working world.
2: Not a lighter now.
1: Good luck with that, by the way, the working world. It's cold out here. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the
1: nation. Interesting news, planetary scientists, and this is real, are saying that new studies suggest Uranus probably smells like rotten eggs. This is a true, oh, absolutely on. true story. Wow. Absolutely true story. Scientists found hydrogen sulfide at the top of the planet's clouds, so they're almost 100 percent sure Uranus smells like rotten eggs. <laughs> now, as many of you may have guessed, no one is having more fun with this story than the seven-year-old news network.
0: Welcome back to the seven-year-old news network. And now some breaking news. Scientists have discovered that Uranus smells like rotten eggs. Uranus smells like rotten egg. <laughs> 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 oh <my God>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I actually saw that
1: headline in print. I live with a six- and eight-year-old. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I'd say. So if Shameful. they had their own
4: news show, they would find that story hilarious.
1: They, they last night we had hamburgers. They're squirting out the mustard. It makes that sound sometimes, and they're just dying. That's hilarious. That's
2: so great. I'd wow. encourage that. I am not encouraging it.
1: <laughs> I don't laugh. I want them to see that uh, adults do not think that is funny.
2: Bad parenting.
1: <laughs> By the way, um, Sam requested mom reading Harry Potter the other night. <laughs> We've been kind of alternating, depending mm. on how things are going. Mm. And uh, I said, why do you want mom? He said, she just reads it better than you do. Huh. She, she brings up the deficit less. <laughs>
2: you see, Voldemort is a classic totalitarian son. <laughs> guess
1: there's she no is.
2: justice system there.
1: I guess she has more facial expressions, hand gestures, and voices than I have. So. Ah. So Doesn't
4: there's... go off on liberal Hogwarts tangents. I read it like this.
1: It was Harry's third year at Hogwarts, and he was 11 years old. He was scared of Voldemort. Is that the way you want it? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I'd like to hit you with a Cruciatus curse for that. <laughs> anyway, it was somewhat painful, but as long as he's happy with someone, and that's his mom. Eh, you're fired. Uh, highest, <laughs> highest starting salaries for uh, people graduating, heading out into the world. Um, number one tax attorney,
2: number one king. So if your father is the king and he appoints you the king, <laughs> well, I'm the
1: king. Yes. A lot of people want to be an attorney. I don't know how many people want to be a tax attorney. Mm. I mean, that's well, it's the highest starting salary out there. I, I We have some friends who are tax attorneys. Nice yep. guys. Great job. Very oh, helpful. Make yes. a lot of money. Oh, yeah. All kinds of great stuff. I'd have to kill myself if I did that for a living, though. Well, I mean, I I've, just
2: couldn't do it. I've told this story before. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and my dad said, yeah, you should come check out to my friend. Who's a lawyer, and, and he'll uh, do you a little mentoring and stuff like that. Turned out to be a tax attorney, and I decided I'm not going to be a lawyer, which was just stupid and lacking in imagination <laughs> on my, you know, part. But, but
1: that's what a lot of lawyers do. I thought oh, that my sort of God. stuff.
2: Oh, he does paperwork all day. Yeah, I'm out.
5: Yeah, I got more of this coming up. Well, it's coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, Close again on the Golden State Killer. Highlights from Armstrong and Getty's interview with Sacramento's current sheriff and Trump on the VA vacancy, his personal lawyer, Mr. Cohen, and Kanye West. Stories coming
1: up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty, fantastic. All on the way on the arm, and we got a montage of Trump on Fox and Friends this morning. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. catch the guy everybody's asking that question right we had current sheriff and former right. sheriff not talking about it for a variety of reasons fine i get that investigation is going on i don't actually know but we got somebody speculating am i allowed to read a speculation text sure okay didn't want to get in trouble i'm hearing hinting among investigators says this texter that they may have used a genealogy website that police are now going to these genealogy websites and running matching known criminals DNA's up against people who put in their stuff cuz family linkage and then they have if they get a hit they've at least got a family tree and they trace it down well, could that well, that's, happen
2: that's interesting i haven't been on a genealogy website for a while i hadn't realized that they well a 23andme kick it and DNA or whatever style well that's different cuz you can't look at mine Nobody can look at my stuff. Well, would they give or with it over? my name attached?
1: Would they give it over to the cops though? With a warrant, maybe. Don't know. Or are they giving a? You know, wow. Is it wait like a Facebook minute. information? Wait
2: there? a minute, right? Or like uh, the phone company? Yeah, right. Says, All right, you got a warrant. Here's who you call. I don't know. That's some good speculating. That could not to be, be confused with expectorating, which you have to do into the test tube to get your DNA tested. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: that, How about that? That'd be something, though. You know. Uh, the police forces would have to say, "Look, there's a whole bunch of companies out there yeah. that have got all kinds of random DNA. We got all these criminals.
2: Hey, you guys got any that looks like this,
1: or at least is that's close. what they
2: asked? In effect, yeah. I wonder. Uh, I think I'm okay with that. You got a warrant?
1: News now with Marsha Phillips.
5: It could indeed be the end of the line for the monstrous serial killer rapist dubbed the Golden State Killer. 72-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo arrested, identified through DNA evidence after the cold case was reopened. Now, Armstrong and Getty talk with Sacramento Sheriff Scott Jones who explained even with advanced DNA techniques, it took a lot of good old-fashioned detective
1: work to get to an arrest. I analogize it to instead of now having to look north, south, east, and west, it says, "Look east." So it does narrow it down some. It does put us in a direction of a universe, but it doesn't cut down the universe a great deal. There's still some very good detective work that has to go in it. I don't know anything. Well, Long-time well, listeners are aware. Of this. That's a right. clip of the week, right there, Sean. Um, <laughs> but what, what he we just said—evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what he just said would fit this genealogy website uh-huh. theory. It pointed them in a direction, a group of people, a whole right. family. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it'd be 50 family members, but you could narrow it down from there. Right. Roughly the right age. Okay, all these people are too young. Right. Um, that'd get you closer. It, it might have been hundreds of people. It sure. might have been thousands of people. Right. Well,
2: and then you get into the dogged work of investigators portion of the thing.
4: I'm very curious about what this quote-unquote new DNA technology yeah. is, yeah. and I hope that even if it doesn't go to trial, somehow it still gets kind of shared with how, what went down.
2: Uh, yeah, I think
1: it will. Unless it's it will. better that we don't know, then I don't need to know. And uh, once things
5: did get narrowed down, Joe Getty was asking Sheriff Jones, how long was he by
1: name on your radar screen before you arrested him? Six days.
3: <clears throat> uh, less wow. than
1: a week. Wow. I mean, when we got to him and started looking at him, we immediately went up on surveillance and got some DNA because we knew at some point DNA was going to solve this case.
2: What was that feeling like? When amidst all those names, whether it's hundreds or thousands or dozens, I don't know, they came across, all right, let's check this guy, this old fellow. Wow, he's about the right age. huh? How about that? And then they started figuring out where he lived and what he'd done for a living. And, and the I, I'd imagine the excitement built. Right. Uh, to the point that it was overwhelming and then it was time to uh, surveil the guy and and take him into custody eventually. Yep. More charges. Once they got DNA somehow or other.
5: More charges expected to be brought against Joseph James D'Angelo in the days and weeks to come. Well, President Trump... Getting
1: DNA would be easy, right? You wait for him to throw out a can of pop he was drinking or something like that? Something like that, yeah.
5: President Trump uh, gave a wide-ranging interview this morning with Fox News, talking about White House physician physician Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who's out of the running to become the secretary of the VA. Jackson announcing he was regretfully withdrawing his nomination. He'd reportedly grown frustrated with the entire process, which has been loaded with allegations of workplace misconduct. On Fox News this morning, Trump called Jackson's uh, nominee uh, process a disgrace.
0: These are all false accusations that right. were made. these are false. Uh, they're trying to destroy a man. By the way, I did say welcome to Washington, welcome <laughs> to the swamp, welcome to the world of politics.
1: And I mean, he is so right about this because I'm telling you, the whole battle is over whether or not this sticks it to Trump. It's not because they don't think this is the right guy for the VA. That's never what these battles are about. It's all about we can damage the current guy. It'll look like our team put one point on the board because if he gets the guy through, it looks like he got a point on the board. That's what this all is for the media and the politicians, and it's just painfully disgusting. Meanwhile,
5: Trump is putting some distance now between himself and his longtime personal attorney Michael Cohen on Fox News. Trump's saying,
0: Well, as a percentage of my overall legal work, a tiny, tiny little fraction. But Michael would represent me and represent me on some things. He represents me like with this uh, crazy Stormy Daniels deal. He represented me. And, uh, you know, from what I see, he did absolutely nothing wrong.
1: Trump? He, said, he said Stormy Daniels much the way Clinton said Monica Lewinsky. Like, what is the name again? <laughs> this, this woman, Stormy Daniels.
5: Cohen now says he will assert his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination in the lawsuit filed by Daniels. So I put out a poll before the
4: show today. Uh, chances Michael Cohen Googled how to use the Fifth Amendment before filing his court documents. <laughs> oh, geez. We have 0% uh, with a 19% vote. Uh, 25% chance that he did it with 5% vote. 50% chance he Googled how to use the Fifth Amendment. 12% say that. And leading the way, 64% <laughs> thinks there is a 193%
2: chance that he Googled how to use the Fifth Amendment.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, Where does this end? End?
4: that as uh, a fraction? And hey, then, Michael, uh, make,
2: yes. uh, Michael, make it so I can play audio. Go ahead,
5: Marshall. All right. And then Kanye West is uh, polarizing the Internet with a series of tweets supporting President Trump. The rapper saying yesterday Trump is his brother and he loves him because they are both dragon energies. President Trump tweeting his appreciation for West Post and this morning telling Fox... Kanye sees the record low unemployment rates for minorities and women, and...
0: He sees that stuff, and he's smart. And he says, you know what? Trump is doing a much better job than the Democrats did. And by the way, if they ever got in and started putting back all these rules and regulations where you can't breathe, where businesses go out of business, our country would be in big trouble.
1: Two best things Trump has done... (laughs) <laughs> Two best things Trump has done is uh, Gorsuch and the taking on all the, the regulations. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can actually make a difference.
2: So to the hypocrisy of the nomination process and how a uh, a guy who is lauded by both parties for years and years, background checked many times, all of a sudden is a monster who hasn't been properly vetted, or uh, and both sides do it, or uh, or well, I, I've got a special gift for everybody, especially. Uh, people who went to see and fawn over James Comey the other night in San Francisco, as he does his West Coast, Coast tour. A special present for you coming up after the break.
5: Oh, okay. All right, that's uh, your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong a Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. Uh, some of the latest tweets from
4: Kanye West include, people usually don't agree with people who don't agree with them. What?
1: Huh? Hmm?
2: <laughs> Tart to argue with that. Insight. Yeah. God, anybody who... Let's Twitter hatred affect them at all is just making a
1: mistake. Hater's gonna hate. Well, there's a certain crowd out there that only do it to try to make you mad. They don't even believe what they're saying. Not only have you got to get used to there are some people who don't agree with you. There's some people that aren't agreeing with you just to make you mad, right? (laughs) Anyway, you've got a special treat for us coming. Okay, that's on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty, the conscience Of of the nation. The
0: Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. Do you see what I mean, though, in the whole battle over all these nominations? It's never about... Shouldn't say never. It's seldom about whether the person's good enough for the job. Right. It's just, if we stopped him, yeah! We stuck it to Obama or Trump or Bush or whoever... Yeah, trying to weaken
2: them, shake them up, make them look ineffective, etc. really weaken them?
1: I mean, it's, again, to the moving the ball down the field analogy, you've moved the ball like a half an inch. Right, between the 40s.
2: And the American people get
1: nothing out of it. Nobody will vote based on that.
2: So this is going out to everybody who uh, went to see and stand and applaud for and fawn over James Comey. Um, I will have to interpret some of this because it's visual. But this is and and both sides do it both sides do it in this case this is democrats talking about how desperately we need to fire james comey and then commenting after he was fired you'll recognize this first All i
0: can tell you is the fbi director has no credibility
1: you said that he had no credibility i assume that you support the president's decision then to fire his fbi director
0: no i do not necessarily support the president's decision the president ought the fire Comey immediately and this is a direct attack on the democracy in the united states <laughs> i have i just have no way Dude, of gang. understanding these actions they're they're completely unprecedented and that's why i think he owes the american public more information i was stunned and i'll say i think we're living through the stress test of this 230 year old democracy ah,
2: the old constitutional crisis because, are you because gonna- of and, and if you're going to violate doj doj policy you need a darn good reason for it and you better have something to say uh, and here there wasn't a good reason for it and he had nothing to say this letter just uh, raised far more questions than any could answer Oh, it's incredibly disturbing uh, at many levels that he was I, uh, I am worried about the integrity of the FBI. Suddenly, there is what I call a hocus-focus move. <laughs> uh, we then move to another subject. Um, and this one is, without a doubt, not only explosive,
0: but I think it also goes to the heart of our democracy. So
1: if Hillary Clinton had won the White House, would you have recommended that she fire FBI Director James Comey?
0: Well, let me tell you something. If she had won the White House, I believe that given what he did to her and what he tried to do, she should have fired him. Yes.
1: So oh. she should have fired him, but he shouldn't have fired him. This is why I'm confused.
4: She- <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. As soon as politicians realize that, like, we videotape and record all these things right. that they say, yeah, it's going to it's gonna make their job a lot uh...
2: No, they don't care.
1: They, they don't, don't care, care. And, nobody's
2: paying
4: that
1: much attention. And partisan voters don't seem to care. Nope. Nope. But that's that's
2: uh, and and you know I've had such good conversations about this with various people lately um, that it's it's become so personal now, so personality related. It's uh, you you just root for your heroes and you don't care what it is they're pursuing or doing or trying not to do or whatever. Sometimes it comes up, but not often. It's just about scoring points about against the other side, and it's just. I don't know, it's ugly. Politics has always been ugly and stupid. Ugly and stupid? It's particularly ugly and stupid now, but...
1: Yeah, well, yeah. The question is, is it on a pendulum, or is it, are we on a line with the ability to move people with social media and all that? Well, it's
2: always a pendulum, but sometimes the swing of the pendulum is a thousand years long. Woo! So... In terms of lifespan, that's a line. Yeah, We'll see. Tell you what, uh, uh, Kim Jong-un takes out Seattle, all of a sudden
1: you'll see some unity. Probably. Um, So a guy was up on a bridge threatening to jump in Michigan. Police shut down the freeway. And brought in 13 semi-trucks who then parked side-by-side underneath the overpass. So, in effect, there was a floor right underneath the bridge. Wow. And if he'd have jumped, it wouldn't have accomplished anything. And they talked to him for a couple hours, and he walked off the bridge. Wow, that's an interesting idea. It
2: is. I was going to say a truck full of pillows. <laughs> that was my suggestion.
1: You can't do this every time, I don't think, if somebody wants to jump shut yeah. down the freeway and line up all these trucks because they, they all had things they needed to deliver and blah, blah, blah. But pretty, pretty creative thinking. Yeah, the visuals really cool too. Yeah. With just the the semis all along the thing. That's nice. I hope that tortured soul gets the help he needs. There's, there are a variety of places in the country where people start screaming, "Shh! Jump! 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 Mm. I need to get home." So that happens too.
2: I say final. You say thoughts. Final thoughts. Final
1: thoughts. thoughts getting. Yes. Here's your host, Joe <laughs> Getty. Bang your head. <laughs> Michelangelo, final thought for us? Uh, yeah, the sheriff today, he said
5: that when they arrested the East Bay, uh, or the East Area Rapist, the suspect was cooking a roast in the oven. I hope they grabbed that roast and ate it in front of him down at the jailhouse. Great job, guys, in getting this guy. Wow, Michael concerned about the custody of, of the roast. Positive,
4: Sean, your final thought? I have compiled a, uh, a collection of three Kanye tweets I have summarized thusly. Just sitting here with my dragon energy, hitting you with these zigzag thoughts,
5: reminding you that I'm nice at ping pong.
2: There you go. (laughs) Wow. Marshall Phillips, see, he's nice at ping pong. What's on your mind? Final thought? I'll
5: tell you, I'm looking forward once again to donning my shorts and my sandals and strolling along the boulevard later this afternoon and enjoying the sunshine and
1: forgetting about the turmoil and ugliness of the world. There you go. That sounds nice. Jack, final thought from you? I'm liking the idea of this Charlie Rose show where he interviews Matt Lauer, and Louis C.K., and uh, all the other Harvey people. Harvey Weinstein, maybe, and they all end up exposing themselves to each other, and it's kind of like the final scene of Reservoir uh, Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir dogs yeah. except they all got their cranks out and their oh, robes boy. and everything like that. And you say, "You want to see uh, this show? <laughs> no, just for the punch of each other. But I was going to expose myself to you, but you're exposing yourself to me, and then just I've learned something here." <laughs> Well, my final thought is uh, related to yesterday's final
2: thought. I jumped into my chainsaws yesterday, and damn, I cut a lot of wood until my arms were just shaky, and I thought, you're going to lose a foot, son, and I managed not to uh, cut anything off, but I did burn myself. Mm. So, all things considered, it went pretty well. You didn't cut off a foot, so it's a win. Yeah, I tell you what, I I pretty much decided I'm done with that. Really? Yeah. 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 How come? Well, A... I'm not the man I used to be. Yes. B, I do have the money to pay somebody to do something. And, hmm. and uh, you know, there's virtually everything I do all day long. If I make a mistake, it's just mildly annoying. With that, I lose a leg. Or a, or a hand or an eye or... Lead out on my back lawn.
1: We're <laughs> a bargain. Can I assume my dog would eat my carcass? Armstrong and Getty. Right? We could
2: blame him. I'm delicious. Right.
1: Another grueling <laughs> four hour work
2: this So many people I think it's so a little time. Go to Armstrongandgetty.com. Email us, would you, huh?
1: Well marbled.
2: Uh, See you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: God bless America.
3: This is a historic act.
0: for what we've done.
3: Thank you, and good night.
0: <laughs> and the show's over. What? Bye-bye.
3: I said, hey, can you keep a secret? And they said, of course I can. I said, good, so can I. I'm not going to tell you. Armstrong and Getty, the voice
2: of the West.